So this session we want to talk through a case study. One of the things that has, been, has come up is about hearing God, applying that to my work, to my business, to my life, the interaction of that. How do I hear God who is limitless, translate that so that I understand it, and then apply it to something that is limited and finite? That's, that's challenging in itself. But then the kia kaha kia ngaka nui, be brave, have courage, Joshua, it actually takes immense courage to live that out. So what we want to do is do a little bit of a case study and then open it up for question and answer. Just you can ask anything you want to is really what we're going to do. Uh, we are not perfect at this. We're still working it out. But we've had some two major moves in our lives, which has opened up a whole new level. We want to unpack the most recent one, which is when we moved from California to Pennsylvania. Uh, how did we hear God? And what did that even look like? Who was involved? Uh, how did we apply what we heard to practical? When God says, expand, reach out, how do you actually, how do you work this out? So not, don't just think about what happened, but how it happened and how you could apply that to your own life. And then the third one is walking it out. So when God speaks, was it rosy? Did we skip through the dandelions as we translated and moved? Was it, did it work out all financially well? Are you guys like just, are you just above everything else and you skip through the clouds and everything works out fine? Or is it possible that it really is a walk it out? And so we want to unpack that. Are we good? Yeah. So I'm here with the lovely, beautiful friend, best friend of mine. Her name is Janine. And we do this life together. So Janine, our most recent expansion was about uh, hearing God and moving to from California to Pennsylvania. How did that even start out? Were we even looking to move? We weren't, we weren't looking to move and we had said to each other we definitely won't. So our youngest at a year ago had three years of high school to go and we were like we won't even consider it until she's done. It felt like that was the fair thing to her that she would finish her high school career. Um, but we came out of church about August last year and so she had done her first year of high school entirely online because we our other daughter is vulnerable to COVID so she just stayed home so she never set foot on high school campus she starts as a sophomore second year high school and um, she has just got past the this is horrible nobody everyone else is connected and I'm not and she's just settled, she's back in youth group, she's thriving, but she walks out of church and she says, I think our season here is done. And we went, what? What, this? In the natural, it was so unexpected. So we said, are you serious? Like, would you even consider moving somewhere else? And she said, yeah, as long as you find me a good school. Yeah. And we're like, oh my gosh. So we went home, we talked more about it. But this is after church, so it's maybe, we go to early church, it's maybe 10.30. By lunchtime, Andy has us moving there, you know, moving somewhere. <laughs> Our oldest comes home, she's gone to, she goes to another church, so she went to a later service, she's come home and Dad's got the map out. She's like, what is happening? Like, it's okay. We think God might be talking to us about moving. So why don't you share yeah. the prophetic word? So, well, you shared that this morning. Yeah, I shared this morning, and I just want to touch, just really briefly say this again. So I come home, and it was we talked afterwards and said it was almost like our 16-year-old, she was 16 at the time? 15. 15. Our 15-year-old made a prophetic declaration. So be careful and aware of what your stakeholders have to say. They're, they're a part of you. What you do is not just you. It's about those that are coming with you. So be aware of what they're saying. And if you're over the age of 33, when Jesus exited, it may not even be about you. We think it is, but it may not be. Well, here's the other thing that I think is really cool about you highlighting Holly, is that Holly's four of four. She's the fourth four, child. Fourth child of four. So... She has had a struggle at times with feeling like she's hurt. Now, she's loud, she's opinionated, so she gets hurt, but she hasn't always felt that way. So the fact that God spoke to her of all of us, that he chose her, and then throughout this journey, it's like every time we needed to make a decision, 
it felt like it came through Holly, which made her relationship with the Lord and her voice very important in the move, which I think was a gift of the Lord to her that she needed, which I think is pretty cool. So, and that is a key phrase is the value of your voice. So husbands, uh, is, the, is the value or the volume of your, vo- of your wife or your spouse, is that, how valuable is it? How loud is that? Are you listening? Are you listening through your children? Are you listening to that? It's a real key thing to look at that. So I came home and something got released. So John 6, about 63 says, my words are spirit and they are life. When God speaks, it's life. And you may not even realize it, but it just releases this excitement or energy to do something. So I come home, open my journal, and I'm like, I just had this question. Well, if we, if we did move, where would we go? So this is just playing. I'm just, I'm just playing. Open up my journal, and I draw a little map of America. And I'm like, I wonder where all our clients that I'm working with right now, the cities that I have people that are working with, where in the States is that? And I start to map them out, and I'd never done this before. And there's a map... There's two on the West Coast, and then everything else is on the West. I was on the East Coast, like, and I'm like, oh wow. And then the next question, which, in hindsight, was probably the Holy Spirit. It's probably God. Was where would be central? Like, where would be strategically central? And I map out, and I start to draw on on my journal, the distance of how long it would take to drive from this place to this place. Where could I fly from there to there? And I suddenly realised. Not suddenly. I work it out to be in between Harrisburg and Philadelphia. And there's a whole heap more in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And now I feel really excited. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, is this just me? Or is this God? At that point, the family are like, what, what are you doing? I was excited, but I was also aware of my kids' response. Like, they were a little bit like, what is happening? Dad is planning it already and we haven't even like this was just this morning so then I think the key thing was when Andy found that prophetic word he talked to you about this morning when he went back and now it's like oh this is not just me this is real this that really and we didn't we heard Holy Sand but honestly it wasn't till probably a few days later we went that was a prophetic decree we didn't recognize the moment we felt life on it it popped something mm. the lid off, but we didn't recognise till later. Actually, that was her making a declaration that started the journey. So we come to this place and we're like, okay, we think this is God. I think was it that week we had a retreat at our house. Yes. So we had an executive retreat in that same week, and we were sensing and had confirmed from a prophetic word from twelve months ago that it was. A particular location on the east coast somewhere between Harrisburg and Philadelphia and the prophetic word was a red pin on the east coast which is what I'd put in my journal not a pin but a dot a key to unlocking the cities of Boston Philadelphia and New York proximity driving or like it's crazy oh my gosh so that happens we have this retreat at our house nobody knows I've been texting so key thing here is who are the stakeholders Who's going to be influenced by, if, we, if and when we do this, who will be affected? So obviously our kids, but then what's the next circle of stakeholders? And for me, that was technically my boss. We work in partnership, but that was Chris Valentin. So I text Chris and say, hey, I want to talk about... Uh, was some... that that same day? I text him the same day, but he didn't respond right. until was it a, week? a few days later. Right. It's about the weekend. So, I can't remember which came first, the exec retreat or... I think the exec retreat. Okay, and then I'll come back to the Chris. So, so we normally have prophetic teams that come in to minister to our people, and there was one extra slot. And I was like, well, we're making big decisions. Nobody knows. I'm going to sit there and see. And I had word after word of... Um, that just kind of confirmed it was about green. So, one of the things we've always loved about that area is it's really green. California is brown it's burned off for five or six months of the year the entire area around our house was burned in a wildfire so it's literally it's burned trees it's burned trees it's you know 
it's brown. And so green was important. And so I had a couple of people that said something about, um, are you going back to New Zealand? Because I just see green. And I'm like, and we're like, every time we'd been, we'd use the word home. Like this just feels like home. So they started talking. So they heard home and they heard green and they assumed it was New Zealand. So I had word after word. And then I had one that... Um, was from actually another third year that had worked with Andy and she again they knew nothing she said I just see you guys you as a family going on another big adventure it's like when you came from New Zealand Mm -hmm. but this time it will be easy and you go into a place where it's green and I'm like oh my gosh and this time it would be easy easy did you hear that remember that one Jesus yes it wasn't particularly easy traveling with four young children and no income for three years that was that was not easy that first trip so um so there was all this prophetic confirmation of and nobody had heard a thing i actually pulled her aside afterwards because she was a friend and said do you know what you just said so we went from there so we're hearing god move when sounds like it's now when would the timing be what would work for the kids so that's august the school year goes from August to the following May in the States. So we wouldn't be moving before the end of the year, but we realized it's going to take that long to sell our house, and suddenly we've got this green light. Well, there's some other stakeholders. There's people that I'm working with, and then I want to get confirmation. So Bryden was one of the ones I reached out to and said, Bryden, you know me. We're hearing God. Can I run this by you? Be wise counsel. And all of those confirmed it. Uh, one of the significant ones was... Call, calling Chris Bellaton. So he responds, and I said, Chris, two things I want to talk to you about. Uh, one, what I'm hearing God, and I tell him, this is what I'm hearing, this is what's going, this is what's happened, and I, no decision has been made, but this is what I'm hearing. Number two is how that's going to affect heaven and business, because we started that as a de- department of, it's a self-funded department of Bethel Church. Technically, it is owned the brand, the name, the IP is owned by Bethel Church. Andy's idea, Andy started it, but at the beginning, God said, give it to Bethel. And I thought my life was over, and, but God has been gracious and good and kind and phenomenal. And so I'm imagining I will be Red Pen on the East Coast, Michelle, who's part of my team in Reading, and I will carry on as we are and operate remotely and in between the two Chris says well let's just talk about that first he said Andy you built this I had very little to do with it I can't see why Bethel would hold on to it you take it with you mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh my gosh let's get that right in let's get that right <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeds to talk further what's the point it's this process and the stakeholders talk to Michelle she's like oh yeah I was just waiting for this to happen like it was almost like everyone around us was like it, it's kind of this is obvious i'm surprised it's taken you so long to get this <laughs> and so that was that step what was the next step well, next step we have to actually find where we're going to live so we had and it was our wedding anniversary yeah we had some event that was over on the east coast and so and it was our wedding anniversary right after so we did a three-day treasure hunt on our anniversary you tell this because i love how you describe you and it's easier if you say it rather than I say it. What she's trying to get to is how bad I was. <laughs> so we did been kind to him. <laughs> we, we didn't know exactly where, so now we're going to spy it out and say, well, exactly what is this? How do you, God hasn't told us go to this, but we have a sense of location. And by that stage, there were a series of schools that we found as possible for Holly. So this is a big deal as the high school for Holly. And we got to the point of realizing it's a boarding school but we don't want our girl without as long as we don't need to drive more than 10 minutes that's not going to happen so like so there's these schools that are outstanding ones in boston so remember the prophetic word boston philadelphia new york uh and then there's about five five around this particular area in bucks county pennsylvania so we decide we're going to drive up through there Crazy Connections in Harrisburg. We stopped there. I'm hoping it's Harrisburg. There's a wonderful church. It's aligned. We stop. We have favor. Pastor prays for us. Connects us to someone that feels like my brother. And it's great. I'm just here. It's here. 
And Janine's like... No, we both walked out. It was an amazing connection for both of us. Like, we could have... We felt like if we moved there, the table is set for us just join join this. We walked out, got in the car. It was pouring with rain, I remember. And we got in the car and we looked at each other and we said, do you feel like it's here? And we both went, no. (laughs) We wanted so desperately for it to be there because it made sense. So I was irritable. Just straight out irritable. I was like edgy, grumpy. We drive to this stupid place. Couldn't go anywhere. It's like, couldn't it be just here? It would be so much easier. What about the prophetic word that said it's going to be easy? So I'm grumpy. But we had the next, whole first day, really. Second half of the first day. Second half. After we've yes. been to that place. Yes. So, so that's the first day. The second day, we drive around literally all of these different places within that area to check it out. So we're, we're looking for Colossians 3.15, let peace be your governor. John 6, my spirit is, when the Spirit of God speaks, there's life released. Secondly, a peace. Do we sense a peace? Or the opposite, do I have a hesitation? Whether I understand it or not. So we drive around all these little towns. Some of which are Bethlehem, Nazareth. Emmaus, Nazareth. So we're literally on the road to Emmaus. And we're like, is Jesus, are you here? And he's Jesus not. Jesus was not on he's the road to Emmaus. Emmaus. He's not at Nazareth. He's, he's not, not in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Oh my gosh. So we get to the end of the second day and now he's just playing I'm, grumpy. I'm he's discouraged. Like, she's discouraged And I just like, let's just go to Boston. Like, let's just go check out that place because this is not fun. And then, how did we, then Janine, I think it was probably, no, it was you. It was my wife saying, <laughs> so no. That's there if it wasn't you. There is something me. about this particular location, I don't think we've fully explored it. We need to slow down. Should I say that again? Slow down and actually engage and have another look. Because what we've done is gone GPS, GPS, GPS. And for those of you unaware, if you GPS a city, city, and then go where it says, usually it takes you to the police station, which is not it's usually the discovered. nicest part of the town or city. You go like, this is ugly, this is ugly. Yeah, that, that's normal. So we slow down and we sat at a coffee place. I, so for me, that's sitting and running down in my journal. For Janine, it was going for a walk. For me, it's a coffee. For her, it's a hot water with some non-caffeinated tea. So I'm literally right down, and we agree to be still and know God, Psalm 46.10, and just write down the clues of, go back over what he said. What did God say? Well, if you're not sure, what do you see? What did he say? Or what do you remember? Three things. What's the testimony? What do you see? And what did God say? So what he said, I wrote down the clues, and we wrote them down together. So he talks about, I'm a bridge. So there's something about a bridge. There's something about you going home. Home is the presence of the Father, which is peace. So something about peace. There's something about New Zealand. Uh, there's something about the Log College. There's part of these history. So we write down all of these different things. Uh, scripture, you lead me beside the still waters. So there's something about... So all of these different clues we wrote down. Then what happened? So then we just went looking for the clues. And we also asked a little, like, this GPS thing just did not work for us. So give us a strategy for when we go into the towns. So we actually went back over the same area in the third day that we'd done the same day. But we're like, we need a strategy. Our strategy didn't work. And so we just said, will you help us? And so instead we would look up, like, say we're going to New Hope is one of the towns we would look and say what's new hope kind of famous for like what's there and then we'd look for that so maybe we went to a cafe or we went to an ice cream shop or we went to something that they were known for and so we actually then saw some things so can i tell the next part because it was fun um so we ended up in doylestown which is it's actually one of the towns that had been highlighted because a good friend of mine in in reading her that's her hometown and her mum still lives there, so we were like, we're going to check this out. We know one person. We know one person. Yeah. And so we go to Doors Hill, we end up there at lunchtime, we have lunch, and we're still, we've, we've seen a few of our clues that have come to pass. We, you can tell about the lake, but 
we're in Doylestown and I said, I want to just check out something there. And Andy was running back to the car and he went back a different way. And on the porch, on the brand of this, is a big vinyl sign and it's got the Koru's Wellness Centre. Now, I don't, most of you New Zealanders, you'll understand that the Koru is the symbol of New Zealand and you do not see it in America. So to see it written and to have the Koru there is like, you could not get anything more New Zealand than this. And there it is, like, hanging, obviously. You have a conversation with the guy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you from New Zealand? He goes, no, I'm not. But the koru, it's a Maori word. It's, I'm like, this is crazy. And so I had gone into a little store and I had seen some things. One of my clues was a sheep. There was two or three things in this little store in the middle of Doylestown as well that were on our list. We drove past, one of them was a field of yellow flowers. Right there was this field. It wasn't flowers, but I had just seen yellow in, in the field and assumed it was flowers, but there it was, just this bright yellow field. Um, For me, it was, you leave me beside still water. So as we're driving to this particular area, I'm looking on the GPS, like, did you realize that Jesus knows more than Google? <laughs> and so on the map, it's like, there looks like a, a body of water. It's a lake. I'm like, let's go check that out. We zoom in, and as we zoom in, it's called Peace Valley. I'm like, oh my gosh! So oh we, my gosh! We drive down the road, and, and Andy had this thing about covered bridges. They've got all these covered bridges there. And we come close to that. I think we somehow came in a back entrance to, to Peace Valley. But there's a covered bridge there. And we pause because it's one way. And there's a little playground there. And it's Andy and somebody's playground. And we're like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh this my is goodness. This is getting a little weird. I think, I think we found our place. So fast forward. That, that we know now. That's the area. So now we've heard God expand to the East Coast. Red pen on these posts. Now we've got the red pen. We know the rough area. We've sold our house. Well, we're trying. T- we're trying to sell our house. <laughs> um, we're applying it. I've got stakeholders. I've got agreement. We walk through this. Now we're starting to walk it out. And we think it's going to be easy, right? They had the word. The word said it's going to be easy. And I'm holding on to the word. Don't build small. Build bigger. So we're looking for a house that's going to be like ours. It's going to be a retreat center on the East Coast. We're going to be able to sell a house for amazing money. It's going to be phenomenal. And what happens? It was not easy. (laughs) (laughs) The house didn't sell until the last minute. Literally last minute. Literally the last possible minute. We could not find a house over on the East Coast. So we spent our summer in three different Airbnbs in the Poconos, which is known as being a beautiful place, but it was an hour and a half from where we needed to be. So multiple multiple trips down this ugly highway and, and it was an, there, an hour and a half away from the location because at the location we couldn't even find a house to rent and it was if you could it was too small and it was 10 grand for you know just a few weeks ten thousand dollars we're like or more or more and so where we were staying an hour and a half away was still ten thousand dollars a month i'm thinking this is the stupidest thing Where's Jesus. God in this? This is what not easy. This is expensive. Maybe they translated expensive to easy. Like, who knows what, what's going on? The thing with the, the easy word, it kept me anchored because I realized in those moments, the only thing that's not easy is my stress. Because if I fully believed he had it handled, yeah. I actually, it is easy. Then I'm just like, oh, I'm on Oh, it costs 10 grand. Oh, well, he's going to provide. Oh, this is frustrating, but oh well, he's going to provide. If I was fully in trust, and so we had this this sense of this is easy. Not some questions in the natural sense, but it it allowed me just to be. I'm kind of along for the ride, until until we're getting really close to the wire. Our all our Airbnbs are you know our bookings are coming to an end, and you've got to realise we have now. Three of our kids are leaving home, two of them for the first time, and I want them desperately to be in a home. I want them to have a sense of this is my home base, and they want that desperately before they leave, before they launch out to college, to to university, and to things. So I'm like, Jesus. So we find a house. So we kind of don't settle. Was one of the words. Don't don't settle. Don't settle. So we're walking through all these things. We've got this list of what we're looking for. We finally find a house 
it's on the edge. Like, God, if you would just give us more freedom of where to go, we could find tons of houses. That we can none of them in the area. <laughs> and, and to buy to buy the equivalent of what we had in California, we're talking an extra million dollars. I'm like, oh, this doesn't make sense. So we're looking and finally we find the best case. Uh, we couldn't even rent a house for less than $5,000 a month. I'm like, and they were just ugly. a waste of money. Ugly. You know it's bad when your 18-year-old son, who's really cruisy, walks in, takes one look, and then says, I'll be waiting in the car. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like that bad. So we start to realize, well, what if we bought a house and we just buy a house, and even if it's an in-between, like for two years, one, two years. So we start to kind of, is that settling? We're wrestling with, is this settling, God? This doesn't feel like it's easy. And we find this place within our budget, it's got the right number of rooms. It's got the perfect place for our daughter who's going to living at home. So it has, one of the deals was that our oldest, who's had a lot of health challenges, needs some support, but if she's 22, she also needs independence. So the deal is we're looking for something that has a basement that's set up or, or the similar. So this place has a phenomenal in-law suite. Like, it's beautiful. We would want to live there. Beautiful. The actual house, not so much. And so we're like, well, she'd be really happy except she's feeling guilty because she knows, <laughs> you know, this is lovely. <laughs> Not mum, so mum hates this, but I'm like, I can, I, can, I can make myself happy anywhere. I can choose to be content. It's okay. So we're walking through it, walking through First it. First time you walked into it? I went, I hate this up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not quiet. It was loud, <laughs> as in what she said. Like, <laughs> this, no. Nah. Okay, ladies, you'll understand this. The laundry, everyone has to walk through the master bedroom and the laundry is in my... The bathroom is tiny and the laundry is somehow in there. So I had imaginations of my son bringing his stinky wrestling stuff and dropping it on the floor of what's basically my bedroom. I'm like, oh my... And there's nowhere to put another laundry. I'm like, really? This... This is not good. So we're trying to wrestle around, but it's th this is the best. Like, it's got some outside area. It'd be great for the dog. We can make this work. And we've got a place. And I, I could live there. So finally, I said, okay, I can make, I just like, I can make this work. We put an offer in as accepted, except they wanted a different settlement date. And overnight. Overnight, I'm lying awake and I'm like, oh, I really don't like this. Now, house. just to pause, we're on the same, like, we did not we, proceed without us both being yeah, in agreement. I agreed. I agreed. But in my heart of hearts. So this is my dialogue with the Lord at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Jesus, is this really the best that you have for us? And this is what I hear. He said, if that's all you're willing to believe for. If that's all you're willing to believe for. And I went, well... Heck no. <laughs> I have big faith when it comes to houses and I have big testimonies of the Lord coming through and I have I know his faithfulness and I really don't like this house. And so I was just like, okay. So but now everyone's Andy in particular, because I'd been back and forth wrestling this through, but even the kids are like, Yay, we may not be certainty. our dream house. We've got we have something certainty. to move forward. And I know now I've got to tell them. In the morning, I wait till the morning, and I'm like, "Honey, I'm so sorry. I just don't have peace about us buying this house." I felt like the Lord said, and I told him the story that the Lord had said. And my response was, "What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. You're never like this. Now, What's now, going on?" It's very, very rare that I'm back and forth. It's very rare that I'm flipping. And I was just like, "I know I've been back and forth with this house, but I just, I can't, I can't find peace." about it I'm, I've been trying to do it because I felt like it was the right thing and now I feel like it's not the right thing and so I, I need to tell you I'm so sorry that so I, here goes the certainty again sorry everybody <laughs> and she's the one that's wanted the certainty the most for my for babies for my babies to have a nest so I just so you full disclosure I walk through it was not very angry <laughs> I'm now like what I knew it was going. He very rarely gets angry, and he was very sweet in his anger. He wasn't nasty. Man. We walked. Just... We went for a walk, and so no, we need to walk for a bit further. So. <laughs> we did a number of blocks. But by the time we got, it's like okay, she's heard God. This is an invitation, and what it means is 
that there is a way forward, but we don't yet have the right perspective. So there's some, there's some limitations in what we're looking at. So as we then, once I process the emotion, it's like, oh my gosh, I had, some, I had an emotion. You did. That was an emotion. Good job. And I was aware of it. Well done. Miraculous. It's progress. That's growth, by the way. That's growth. <laughs> so once we work through that, like what are we going to do now? Because we still have, we have some, God doesn't have issues with time, but we have some we have time. Some issues. Like, we have, by days. this stage, I think we had just a few weeks left in the Airbnb. Like, it's coming close. Do we fork out another $10,000? I'm like, this is unbelievable. And, and by now, our oldest is already working, so she's already out there, so the family's already split. There's challenges with that. There's, you know, a There's lot There's two on. dogs. Three dogs. Airbnb. Three dogs. Oh, my gosh. We had that three many. dogs and no space for them outside and bears wandering past and, you know, it, it's all happening. And in the it's middle of this, just so you know, in the middle of this, the family's doing really good together and we're having people... So we're in transition. Like, what on earth? Are we hearing right? Is this we're something? living out of a suitcase for two months. And in the middle of that... I get a call from a friend in Singapore, very, very successful business guy. Hey, I'm in the States. Where are you guys? Can I pop in with my wife? We want to come and say hello. So he drives out an hour and a half, two hours to spend a day with us. Uh, we get invited to this couple uh, with another couple from Pennsylvania. And we connect with them. And they just say, hey, we just want to say welcome to Pennsylvania and write out a check. Mm-hmm. For ten thousand dollars, I just walk into Pennsylvania. I'm like, what? So there's favour happening. There's good things happening. But the reality is, at one of those Airbnbs, I mean, it's stinking hot and it's humid and it has no AC. It's got no it's, air conditioning. It's the tiniest little thing. We're all stacked on top of each other. I mean, in the natural, it was miserable. But we had so many. Just we had amazing good moments. And amazing, like this is really tough, and we're going to all sweat together while playing some stupid video game because there's nothing else to do at night. So beautiful times. The other thing I want to say about that moment when I said, you know, this is what the Lord said, and we have to say no. It's I actually remember back that the exact same thing happened with our previous house. We're at the moment when we just before we had to decide, are we going for this house that we can't afford? there was another house that we could have made work. And so when we told the kids, I said, remember that time? Because it was the same reaction, it was me again. And I said, remember that time, Redondo Court, when you know we all went and we thought it was okay, it was the best of what we thought we could afford. And we, and we you know, mum said no. She felt like God said, just hold out and remember the house. And so it was good, even in that moment, to say our history, our testimony, of this family with houses is that the Lord has provided more than we can ask or imagine. And it's been last minute. We know what it is to say no to what looks good but is not the best. Come on, guys. We can do this again. And I'm so sorry, but I feel like this is the Lord. And it worked out really good last time. So Trust us. Trust us. And so we gathered them all. So, yeah. So so a couple of key things in this is how do you walk your family through this? Because like, what if mum and dad is like yanking the chain? Like, are we doing this or not doing this? And so there's emotion for them. So allow them to process this and then use it as a teaching moment. You know, we're better to actually, if you guys find someone you want to marry and you get to the altar and you realize this is, I'm not sure about this, you're better to walk away at the altar rather than two weeks later after honeymoon. So this was the language I used first thing in the morning, was like, honey, it feels like I'm at the altar of this house and I've decided I'm really not sure. We're better to make that decision now than, than once we're in here. And we could get out of it. We could wow. easily get out of it. Because no... hadn't, we hadn't agreed on everything. So we walk through that. They process it a little bit. And then finally, but then we come with a strategy. Here's a strategy. We get two, three big A3 size and pieces candy. of paper. We bought candy. Yeah. Because that helps. <laughs> it always helps. Candy always helps. And we go through. So let's relook at. Well, let's relook at our assumptions. This is what we heard God say. This is what we translated to mean. Now we're walking this out. So let's go back and just check these assumptions. We wrote page one. This is what is non-negotiable for us in a house as a family. Okay, everybody. So fifteen. Well, by then sixteen, eighteen. 2022 roughly the kids all a part of this 
and we write down on this big sheet on the wall in this Airbnb, this is what's non-negotiable. Now, before that, we threw on some worship music and prayed for a little yeah. bit. So before that, we actually just had a little bit of time as a family. Everyone's different. So we just put on worship music and just, you guys go, come back here in 10 minutes, and this is what we're going to do. First sheet. Second sheet. This is what we would love, but it's not, it's not critical. Uh, for example, previously, minimum of one acre. Because we love land. We'd been on land. We wanted, we love that feel. We got to a point, non-negotiable is a house. <laughs> with, no, with a country feel. Yeah. So that's, that's a big deal for all of us. So we we're processing these sorts of things. Then we're walking through um, what we would love. We would love more land. We would love this. We would love that. We love, and we put that. Then the third sheet is what Janine touched on is what was the story? Remember, we've been, so we, as a family, we said, what do you remember happened? Uh, tell us again about the testimonies of houses that have been provided for. Uh, and we remembered the testimonies as a family. That was actually huge because that changed the atmosphere. Because, no, you know, when you're looking at what do we want, what's essential, what's whatever, not essential, but what we would like, it's kind of the focus on the house. When you shift the focus to what has he already done, and they've got their own memories of you know, what the Lord has done in terms of... And particularly, we have miracle, miracle, miracle stories of what the Lord has done in that area. So, and they've been a part of every part of that. So to, to think about that again, to turn your focus back to remembering how his goodness has shown up in other times, that's huge for shifting the atmosphere. And so suddenly there's like, okay, we've been here before. We know what to do. We can do this. Ah, yeah, in the natural, we're disappointed, but okay, here we go. And so what we did then was we looked again on the... Realtor.com. Realtor.com. So the, the property place with our new search parameters. So now it doesn't have to have an acre because it's, you know, it's, you can put that in the parameters. So now it doesn't have to have an acre. Um, Same, we know the location. We know the location. There was a couple of other things that I think it changed slightly. And now three houses pop up that we hadn't seen before. And we're like, oh, well. Because they're different, very different. Yeah, they're different than what we had expected. And so we're, okay, we can do that. So Andy calls, our agent was actually out of town, but he started calling the agents for these houses. He was a bit cheeky. So first one was an open home. That's easy. Oh, yeah, that was easy. Second home, we couldn't get a hold of anybody. So we thought, let's do a drive-by and snoop around and see. Third place, um... We, so I just called the company. Now, in the States, you have an agent, and your agent does everything for you. But I'm like, what the heck? They're not there, and like, let's just push it and see, knock on doors. I call just the phone number for that company that listed the house. And this lady goes, oh, well, I can meet you there. I said, hang on, hang on. I don't want to mess up the commissions and how you guys do. Oh, no, that's okay. I won't take any commission from this. I'll pass that all on to your agent. She wasn't the agent for the house. She had no. She she's had not no the listing interest, agent. Nothing, but she said, "Yeah, sure, I'll show you." I wonder if she's a real person. Oh, she's an Maybe she's an agent. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up we visit so the first, first one. House, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Second house. This looks fantastic. A little bit of road noise, but so, but it actually like this is actually all right. Okay. Third house. Because one of the non-negotiables is that when, you, when we walk into the house as a family, we have to experience unanimous peace. Everybody. Six. Six powerful, very different people. Very different individuals. Even the dogs, but we didn't take the dogs with us because they kind of... And, and that's our history. So we've had owned two houses in the States, and both of them, the minute we walked in, everybody, like the first Instant. house, they were quite small. They're coming up to me. We've trained them not to shout in front of the real estate agents by now. Yeah, but they'd come up and whisper to them. I think this is the one. Yeah. I know. I think it is too. <laughs> yeah. So that's been our, our history, right? With the first two houses, everybody on the same page. And so to one. contrast, house in Reading, three acres, 6,000 square feet, dream home, miracle story, backs onto a wilderness area with over 17 miles of trails. It's like phenomenal. Solar, uh, 20 minutes outside of town. Swimming pool. It's swimming through. pool. It's just amazing. 
this the renegotiation reassumption it's a it's a village or a, a state it's a, it's a tiny of yeah. 118 yeah. homes it's in an just, area but it's surrounded by farmland not by shops or anything else so that gives you a context of what it looks like we drive in these houses everywhere but it's it's actually beautiful it's beautifully done not what we normally would choose it's three quarters of an acre of which the house is on probably a third of that and then the back of it is trees but then you're right next to the other neighbors which is new and different for us not what we would choose. so not what we would expect it's different we walk in and everybody has the same response i think this is the one yeah. and we're like instant instant this is it and we walk around and you know check out the bedrooms and people are negotiating which bedroom but everyone's happy with their bedroom that's it's another miracle if you have kids <laughs> that everyone's on the same page with who gets what it's got a basement for hannah that's fully set up or can be very quickly um we go else? through the whole process turns out there's another one looking through so it's a bidding situation and so we're like what do we do so we pray hear god for every, all of the kids have to hear god for the price come back in and we ended up listening to the kids rather than us because we're like heck we can't afford not to get this now yeah um but listen to the kids which saved us probably five thousand dollars less than what we thought we'd have to put in and they were right that's good so what's the point we went from we heard god we replied it we walked it out it's messy it's not like what we expected we had to reassess and relook at it but we've gone from what we thought would be Doylestown, which is not cool. The location is called New Hope. Mm-hmm. New Hope. It's phenomenal. There's so many pieces. We're still adjusting to that. And we know it's process. But this is walking it out, which takes courage, which is a not God said and it happens. It's God said and I walk and I keep listening along the way. I involve the stakeholders. So a key question is, what if there's disagreement? There was never disagreement here. Or there could have been, because when she says, I don't... But we're learning to (laughs) listen to your voice in that process. Uh, What if it doesn't work? It didn't work like what we expected. It was months later. We gave every opportunity for God to sort this out in my agenda, (laughs) and it didn't. But the delay actually became a gift of what happened with our family as we were driving across the country singing loudly the so, memories that were made yeah so my heart in the timing was i want to nest for my babies before they fly the nets right that's the heart behind it and when you know that doesn't start to come together yeah but the real heart is i want them to feel safe i want them to feel connected and so we had a really open discussion where they're like yeah we want that too but what it really uncovered is that that nest is us and and the house yeah that's nice we did get in the last of our stuff i think came the day before emily left for college but the real thing is it had i had to look and say be willing to let go my picture of how to build family because this is that summer was probably our last summer with all the kids at home and so you know i wanted it to be a great summer and i was i said to actually our son at one point, son, I'm sorry this didn't work out quite how we expected. I wanted it to be amazing that we're in this house. We got to go to New York. We, you know, we'd visit all these places. And he goes, Mom, and he starts listing off all the things we've done and all the amazing opportunities he's had. And I realized, oh, the Lord did it anyway, that there's connection and beautiful memories. And some of the beautiful memories are the sweating together. and The, you the, know, mess, the, the messy. The messy, the seeing the bear while the boys are out of town as we're walking outside, and there it is, like all those things. The skunk. The skunk. While they're away, it always happens when they're away. The Indian bear are away. And just so you know, all those things. I mean, we're still in process. There's still a twenty thousand dollar insurance claim because the moving company smashed, broke, lost. Um, when we got there, they have a business sign. Yeah, I get an email up. a month later from someone in a completely different state. Hey. I just got delivered this sign. It's not ours. Um, we tracked down the website and we realized this is you. Is this yours? Do you want us to ship it to you? Our bed, just that, like our that. mattress oh, that was a relatively new mattress so, arrived black. You know, it's messy. Rocks that were moldy. So it continued not being easy, 
and I could have focused on being mad with God about it's not easy like every everything it felt like it was difficult and I realized oh when he said it was easy it was on my plate I should have asked what do you mean by that like what's easy how yeah, me understand what does easy look what, like, Jesus? Yeah, what what piece of it is going to be easy? Because every time he's talking to you, it's actually an opportunity for dialogue. And I missed it. And I went, okay, I assumed some things that were going to be easy that weren't easy. But now I'm looking for where's the easy part. And last time we came, when we moved from New Zealand to Reading, we had no income for three years. Well, financially... It's easy. This is easy. This is a piece of cake compared to what it was all those years ago. Which so is possibly the biggest part. Home. When you're writing out checks for $10,000 a month, that's, that's not fun, but then it was taken care of. So it's like, okay, it's the trust. biggest thing that shifted is trust. Yes. And trusting, okay, God, you got this. This is not what I would do. This is not a good stewardship, but I trust yeah. you in this. Yeah. Um, another piece, one last thing I want to highlight is the what if there's disagreement? And so one of the stakeholders in this journey started to challenge us leaving and said, hang on, Andy, um, if your vision is million business people and strategy, wouldn't it be better to stay in Reading and leverage the brand of Bethel and leverage this and do that? Like that would be the best strategy. And we got into a, a slightly heated, but which, from his perspective, it was just an engaged conversation. For me, it was like a little bit uncomfortable and pushing back on me. Like, are you, like surely you should be staying here and leveraging this and do this and we can do this. This makes sense. This makes sense. And in the end, I walked away from that conversation saying, that's right. And now I'm like, have I heard wrong? It kind of questioned everything. That night I woke up in the middle of the night and I was reminded of a scripture where Jesus was with Peter, James and Andy. Remember that story? Well, you put your name in there. And Jesus is the founding creative entrepreneur of the universe. He brings this kingdom, which is a business idea that every single person gets healed. Corruption gets reversed. Everywhere they go, it's turned. Death can't hold you. It's like, would you want that business idea? Could you do anything with that business idea? If that was yours, could you package it, sale it, and scale it? Yes? Would it be hard? No. I mean, everywhere you go, stuff happens. You say something. They think it's a trick question. It's not a trick question. This is obvious. And then Jesus says, okay, boys, lean in. We're going to have, you're on a sign here. We're going to call it a covenant. And we're in, you're in a ground level. You're an equity partner in this company that's going to launch and go global. And you're thinking, this is a no-brainer. This is going to, we're going to nail it. This is going to be like unicorn. There's nothing compared to this. This is going to go boom. And so you're like, I'm in. Where do I sign? Jesus says, well, we're actually going to have a covenant. It's called communion. It's going to be with my blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Let's do this. And then Jesus says, now, boys, here's the strategy. I'm going to go pick a fight with the religious leaders. They're going to hand me to the Romans. And the Romans are going to spread my blood from here up to the top of that hill. And then they're going to torture me to death the worst known death known to humanity. That's the strategy to scale this business. And Andy says, heck no, Jesus. Actually, the words were stronger. <laughs> death, I've got a better strategy. I've been listening to John Maxwell, Good to Great, How the Mighty Fall, Built to Last, Four Disciplines of Execution. I've been listening to all these prophetic words. I have got a strategy that we can take you and this business model and we can scale it. And Jesus looks straight at me and says, you are mindful of the things of earth and not of God. And I wake up and I realize, you know what? It's not about the best strategy. It's about obedience. And even if we leave Redding, California and this nest of friends and connections, and if nothing works, even if we don't get the house we want, the place we want, the business that we want, the income that we want, the school we want, Am I being obedient? Yeah. And that came down to bedrock. The best strategy is obedience. Yeah. So sometimes disagreement is an absolute gift. Because you need to know, will you be obedient or will you defer to the loudest voice in the room that's even louder than Jesus? 
Are you mindful of the things of God or of the things of human origin? You have to know that. So our youngest is in, uh, in a boarding school, and it's an amazing opportunity. It's mostly funded by the school. You know, has to wear the blazer and tie every day. Girls don't have to wear the tie, but, she, you know, Ivy League boarding school. But she gets in, and all the way through it was a Jesus idea. I knew the first time I saw it was possible, I started crying. It was never in our heart to send her to boarding school, but I knew it was the Lord. Oh, and I felt like the Lord said, he's taking her there. She needs this for where I'm taking her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is my baby. I'm supposed to have two more years with her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fast forward, she does all the application process. She gets in. She knows she's got funding. And now she's scared because it all sounds great until you start imagining at, at 15, 16, leaving home and being in a new place on the new side of the States. And she turns to me and she said, hey, mum, this was a God. This was God's idea, right? You know that you know that God is in this. And I said, "Yeah, remember, you know what He said. Remember how He said you need this where He's taking you." And she said, "Yeah." And she kind of, we're walking down the road. She stood up taller and she went, "I could do this." Okay then. And I think there's something about, like Andy's saying, when the disagreement, there's something about when you step into the new season where you know that you know that He's with you that you've heard his voice and you kind of shake yourself off. Okay, doesn't matter what comes, doesn't matter what's in front of me, but he's with me and he'll make a way and it won't be easy, it'll be messy, it'll have mold on it sometimes. It won't be what you expect, but that you know he's with you is huge. It's huge. So close your eyes for a moment. Some of you walk through this where the dream, the hope, the vision is actually dead and rotted and it's three days old or four days old it's like it's gone and you think it's over and actually God's saying no 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 this is part of the process unless a seed falls to the ground and dies it will never produce the harvest that he intended it's like you bring him your castle of Lego and he's pulled it apart you think it's all over he's like no I've got something better in store for you so I just bless you right now to be able to see from heaven's perspective with what he is doing in you, through you, and around you. That the very things that you thought were to your harm is actually your promotion. So even as you sit in this, I just release the pleasure of God that he's with you when it's difficult. He's with you when it's easy. He's with you when it smells of death and decay. He's with you through the valley of deepest darkness. His rod is your comfort. It's Psalm 23, fully alive. So I just bless you in that. And just as you sit there, what from our story, from this case study, where are you at? Where do you find yourself in that story? Is it the hearing? Is it the translating? And I need to talk to the stakeholders. Is it that there's somebody's voice that I have not paid attention to? Is it there's an application that you're pushing against the wall, but you're pushing at the wrong angle? Because there's actually not a wall, you're just pointing the wrong way. It could look slightly different. It's the what's behind that. Just as you pause and reflect on that, what is highlighted for you? So now pick up your pen. And write down, this is what's most significant for me. This is what I must pay attention to. Or this is where I need to lean in.